Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. You, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, do solemnly swear. I, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, do solemnly swear. That you will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States. So normally, an inauguration brings tens of thousands, if not more, people to D.C., and we all pack out on the mall in the freezing January weather. Chief Justice Roberts, President Carter, my fellow citizens, I stand here today humbled by the task before us. And members of Congress get all these tickets to bring special guests. Somebody say yeah! There are celebrity performers, all kinds of pomp and circumstance. There's a parade. And all kinds of inaugural balls and events and side events and news events. Live from Washington. NBC News covers Inauguration 89. CBS News correspondents are stationed across Washington on this historic day. Let's begin at the executive mansion with CBS News senior White House correspondent Bill Plant. This year will not look like that. This year will look a lot more like the nearly all virtual DNC this summer, where most people were participating from home. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today, Alice Miranda Olstein on how, after months of an administration that's flaunted health guidelines in the middle of a pandemic, President-elect Joe Biden and his team are planning to COVID-proof the White House. Step one, an inauguration that almost certainly will not include Stevie Wonder performing live on the National Mall with Usher and Shakira. So over this year, the White House has held several events that have turned out to be super spreaders where lots of people have contracted the virus and gotten sick. Today, it is my honor to nominate one of our nation's most brilliant and gifted legal minds to the Supreme Court. You know, we had the event out in the Rose Garden where Justice Barrett was announced as uh, Trump's pick for the Supreme Court. She is a woman of unparalleled achievement towering intellect, sterling credentials, and unyielding loyalty to the Constitution, Judge Amy Coney Barrett. A lot of people packed together there without wearing masks. Um, There were also indoor events associated with that. And despite the many outbreaks that have happened. This morning, the coronavirus outbreak at the White House growing. An internal memo obtained by ABC News revealing at least 34 people have now tested positive, up from 24 Wednesday afternoon. These sort of events have continued. There are holiday parties at the White House and federal agencies going on this week, and photos show there aren't a lot of masks there either. So while all of this is going on, President-elect Joe Biden and his team are preparing to enter the White House in January. You're reporting that they've got a big list of plans to basically COVID-proof the White House, COVID-proof the administration. What are they? 
So the Biden team is planning to carry over the practices that have largely prevented outbreaks during the campaign and the transition into the White House. And that means most people will stay working from home. There will only be a small skeleton staff physically at the White House itself. And there will be regular testing. If anyone does get sick, there'll be contact tracing to quickly identify everybody that person was around who may have been exposed and make sure everybody quarantines. And... There will also be a team coming in to deep clean the White House between uh, the hours when the President Trump uh, and his family and team move out and when Biden and his team move in. That will mean wiping down every surface touched by human hands, light switches, doorknobs, furniture, all of it, <laughs> as well as they're going to be bringing in an outside contractor to uh, provide disinfectant misting to make sure there are no lingering virus droplets in the air. But after that, it's really going to be up to Biden and his team to implement these practices. Uh, the folks I talked to also said there will be a strict culture of mask wearing. It'll be the opposite of what you're seeing now. Right now, you have President Trump um, telling people when they're speaking to him, take your mask off. You're going to have to take that off, please. Just, you can take I'll, it off. Your, your health, how many feet are you away? I'll speak a lot louder. Well, if you don't take it off, you're very muffled. So if you would take it off, it would be a lot easier. I'll, I'll just speak a lot louder. Is that better? It's better, yeah. Um, and really discouraging it. And the opposite will be going on uh, in Biden's incoming administration. Are we going to see any sort of events, you think, at the White House? I mean, just thinking back to President Trump's time in office during the coronavirus pandemic, you know, we've had these coronavirus task force briefings where mm -hmm. there have been reporters, there have been other people like, are we going to see stuff like that? Or are people going to have to get tested before entering the White House? Like, how does that work under President Biden? So I think it will look a lot like the events we've been seeing during the transition where some people are participating in person, some people are beaming in remotely on video. Hello, folks. <clears throat> the vice president-elect and I, as this was pointed out, have uh, just concluded a video conference with the executive leadership of the National Governors Conference. Reporters are tested, masked, distanced. <laughs> Everybody is is abiding by these practices. You know, I, I went up to Wilmington one day for the Biden press pool and, you know, we all had to take a rapid test, swab our own nose. We all had to wear masks at all times. When we were allowed into the theater before Biden spoke, we were in these chairs spaced apart with these big circles drawn on the ground to make sure nobody is mingling. And I think you'll see a lot of that going into the new administration. Of course, there's always going to be events where people have to be together in person. And these aren't necessarily events we'll be seeing in public. These are things where they have to look at important national security documents, things you cannot do remotely. And so that, of course, will be going on. It's going on now already for the transition. But they will be relying on a combination of testing, masking, distancing, and soon vaccinating. Yeah, I mean, the vaccination process is underway in America this week. Vice President Mike Pence is set to get vaccinated Today, Dr. Anthony Fauci, one of the leading authorities on COVID, has said he thinks Biden, who is 78 years old, he's a 78 year old president elect and vice president elect Harris um, and President Trump, for that matter, should be vaccinated, too. Do we know when that might happen? We know it will happen soon. So the Biden team has said that he will get vaccinated and it will be public uh, as early as next week. 
So we expect to get more information about that soon. There's been an interesting tension with Biden and a lot of other top political figures on Capitol Hill and, you know, throughout D.C. who say, you know, look, we want to get vaccinated both to send a positive message to the public that this is safe and something everyone should do. We also, you know, want to be protected ourselves and ensure continuity of government and ensure our government can continue to function without everybody getting sick. But they also are very sensitive to not looking like they're cutting the line in front of more at-risk groups like healthcare workers and other vulnerable people, people in nursing homes, people with serious health conditions, etc. Um, but as top officials who whose health is needed for the continuity of government, they are entitled to get the vaccine now, and we expect to see that very soon. Taking a step back from this whole situation, what do you think these sort of like split screen views of Biden and Trump's team's precautions, especially with us being in the holiday season right now, Trump hosting Hanukkah, Christmas celebrations at the White House with a bunch of people and then, you know, Biden scaling back the inauguration, planning a deep clean of the White House before going in there. What does it all say about how Biden's White House will operate and the way they'll treat the pandemic beyond just safety inside of the White House? I think they're really trying to show that they are abiding by the same things they're recommending everyone else do. You know, there's been a lot of anger and perceptions of official hypocrisy. You've seen a lot of, you know, governors, for example, and mayors getting slammed for urging the public to not gather for the holidays, to not go out to eat, to, you know, stay home and stay safe while they themselves are flouting public safety guidance. Tonight, while Governor Newsom is telling all of us to have Thanksgiving dinner outside, he's facing some new fallout for that fancy birthday dinner party he went to at the French Laundry. So Biden's team really wants to avoid that and wants to show that we are abiding by these same rules that we're asking you to abide by. Um, and I think it's in keeping with his pledges during the campaign and the transition that he's going to listen to the scientists. He's asked uh, Tony Fauci to be his chief medical advisor and to stay on in government. And they're really going to emphasize that these steps, these restrictions are hard. They are painful. And they are going to try to show a little more empathy and compassion and say, look, we get it. This sucks for us too. But this is what's needed until we can get enough people vaccinated to beat this virus. Alice Miranda Olstein, thanks so much for talking with me. Sure. Thank you. Also today, more than 30 states are suing Google and demanding a breakup of the search giant, accusing it of abusing its control over online search to squeeze out competitors. The lawsuit, which marks the third major antitrust complaint against Google since late October and the second in two days, adds to the mounting effort by multiple governments to rein in the world's biggest tech companies. It alleges Google has maintained its monopoly in the search market by abusing its power in other markets like smart speakers, voice assistants, connected cars, and digital advertising. The lawsuit was filed in Washington, D.C. in the same federal court where the Justice Department filed its own antitrust case in October. The twin suits pose a major threat to Google's core business. And President-elect Biden is planning to nominate New Mexico Congresswoman Deb Holland 
to lead the Interior Department. That's according to people familiar with the plans. If she's confirmed, Holland would make history as the first ever Native American cabinet secretary. She'd also play a crucial role in following through on Biden's vows to move the federal government away from fossil fuels and restore environmental protections on public lands after President Trump's drive to expand drilling, mining, and logging. The Politico Dispatch production team includes Jenny Ament and Sadeep Reddy. Our executive producer is Irene Noguchi. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.